Welcome to Simply Financial with your financial coach, Kevin Ray. In today's investing environment, there's a lot of clutter. If you're tired of the talking heads and financial noise, this is the show for you. Today, we'll help you find simple solutions to financial challenges. We'll show you how to achieve your financial goals and get answers to your toughest questions. Simply Financial with Kevin Ray starts now. Hey there, welcome to another edition of Simply Financial. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Kevin Ray, your financial coach at Insight Folios, serving you in the Tri-City area and beyond, with offices in Pinconning and Saginaw. Find us online by going to insightfolios.com. It's time to tap into the three decades of knowledge and experience in the financial world that Kevin brings to the table each and every show. Let's start things off with a quote of the week. This comes to us from Malcolm Forbes. Malcolm said, I made money the old-fashioned way. I was very nice to a wealthy relative right before he died. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes that works and sometimes su- it doesn't. I right? suppose sometimes it does. Yeah, yeah sure. You remember uh, Howard Hughes, somebody picked him up in the desert, I think was a story, and he left him wealth, but I don't think it ever came to came true. But um, you know, sometimes you hear stories like that. Don't make that your plan out there because that's not a very good plan, obviously, because it doesn't work out. But Malcolm Fars was an interesting character. You remember him? I do not. He dated Liz Taylor, rode around in motorcycles, hot air balloons. Oh, this was before my time, the Liz Taylor days, right? And if I remember correctly, he bought the largest amount of life insurance in one time um, way back when to cover his estate taxes. So things have changed a little bit since then. But the largest amount, and I think he died within three years. And then there was some, you know, some looking into the background, was he healthy? And it really took out the insurance, but it all ended up in his favor. So it worked out, but he was a very interesting character. I remember seeing him on TV all the time. Always had this glamorous lifestyle, and, and he, he lived life to the fullest, it looked like, from the outside looking in, anyway. That's pretty cool and uh, interesting to hear the background and that uh, that perspective. Uh, we will often start the show off with a quote that should inspire us for the rest of the program. Not necessarily the case for today's quote, but one that brings up uh, a, a bit of laughs uh, at the beginning of the show. But yeah, yeah, let's let's not make that our financial plan, right? You know, I, we do have people who I've talked to. I'm not necessarily they come in, but they talk to. Them. And they'll look at their their parents and they'll say, "That's my four hundred one k plan. Don't do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. You know, get 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 on the ball. Don't do that." So. Yeah, even if it's not necessarily like a uh, you know th- this quote kind of makes it sound like it's sort of a you know scheme, right? right, of, right. We're going to just be nice right before you die, so we can get your money. And that's not always the motivation. Sometimes, though, it is the case where someone's like, "Well." you know, my parents are going to pass away and they've already agreed that they're going to leave me X. And so people are counting on that as part of their financial plan. But I know you've seen even the best of agreements like that go awry at times. Go south quickly. Or the parents don't die. Right, right. Yeah, they outsmart everybody, yes. Yeah. And then then what do you do? Now you're in this weird position of needing them to die so that you can live the retirement you want. That's not going to be a successful situation. That's not good. That's not good. Yeah, Yeah, no. So instead, listen up for the next hour or so, and we're going to walk you through some proper financial planning and guidance on the program today. And I think it's really important, you know, we talk about common mistakes and things like that here on the program, Kevin, and commonly asked questions and try to answer those things. 
But uh, some people should be asking other questions, and they just don't even know that they should be asking these things. So we've got five questions that maybe you didn't even know you needed to ask on today's show so that you can ask those and incorporate that into your financial plan as you maybe interview a financial advisor to work with or think about your own plan. Hopefully this will provide you with some good guidance on the show today. By the way, if you have any questions as you run through today's show and give a listen, uh, feel free to call 888-885-PLAN is the number. That's 888-885-7526. All right, first question that you didn't know to ask, how much are my tax-deferred savings going to cost me in taxes at retirement? A lot of people aren't looking at that uh, number in the right way. So the key word there was tax deferred, which means it's deferred. You ha- you owe taxes some point in time. You're kicking the tax can down the road. So, Walter, I'm going to give you a math question. Now, I know you don't like those typically, but this is pretty okay. easy. Right? But when you okay. give me a heads up, I can kind of you know get, get my mind ready for it. All right. So let's say a tax deferred savings. So what would that be, number one? And I'll give you the answer still. That'd be an annuity, maybe a bond, you know, U.S. government bond, something like that. So you put the money in there. And what tax deferred means the earnings are going to be not taxable until you withdraw them. So here's the here's the mathematical question, Walter. You put in a hundred thousand dollars, and now it's worth two hundred thousand dollars. So you put you deposit a hundred thousand dollars, let's say, into an annuity, and now it's worth two hundred. How much of that two hundred is taxable? A hundred thousand. A hundred thousand. The gain, right? right? Right. The gain. So if you were to take out that whole hundred thousand. So if you need, let me ask you this: If you needed fifty thousand dollars and you took it out, you put in a hundred, worth two hundred. How much of that fifty is taxable? Twenty-five thousand. Yeah. See, there, there's the confusion. I bet you a lot of people are doing the same thing. It's fifty thousand. Oh, okay. Your your interest comes out first. Oh, gotcha. So, okay. so the so the tax deferral, you know, method works for helping you save taxes. But when you you know you double or triple the amount that you put in there interest is going to be pulled out first and that's all going to be taxable until you get down to your original investment. So how much does it cost you in taxes? Well, in this case, if you were to pull out $50,000, whatever tax bracket you're in is most likely the answer, but it could bump you into what? The next tax bracket. So tax deferred savings sometimes will work in your favor, sometimes it won't, but there's a way to control those uh, tax deferred. And like I say, just kicking the, the tax can down the road. So who is the partner in this? So you put in $100,000, Walter, it's worth 200000 Now you got $100,000 growth. Is that all your money? No, it's shared with the government. Uh, Uncle Sam, right? So Uncle Sam is going to be a part of it. And if you think taxes are going up in the future, Uncle Sam's going to be a bigger partner in that. So it sounds good on the surface. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But how do you figure all of this out? You sit down and you put it on paper and you put it into your plan to make sure that you can take advantage of the of the taxes that are going now and, and plan in such a way that you're going to pay the minimal amount of taxes due because there's always going to be taxes. You don't want to have that 100000 put in, 200000 it grows to, and then you need 100000 and then all of a sudden you withdraw that and it's all taxable and it throws you in the next tax bracket. So be careful on those. Be very careful with any of those kinds of decisions. And yeah, your fifty thousand that you think you're pulling out might actually only be worth, you know, thirty or forty thousand or somewhere in that range, depending on your tax bracket. So that, that right. changes the numbers a lot when you talk about living the whole year off of fifty thousand versus, you know, the thirty thousand amount. So So maybe if you need fifty, you have to pull out seventy. So there's yeah. all kinds of situations. You can see how fast how much faster the account depletes at that point. 
Exactly. So be careful of that. That's a really good one to bring up. Again, these are questions that you didn't even know you needed to ask. That's a good one. We're going to stay on the tax topic with this next one, Kevin. How much can I withdraw from my savings each year? Well, that kind of dovetailed right from the uh, original tax conversation, right? It did. It, it does, rather. Um, so how much can you withdraw? Well, that depends. What other type of income do you have? So we're talking about income here at some point in time when you retire. You're going to take what you've saved up and you're going to come up with some kind of number that says I can withdraw X amount from this for X amount of years without running out of money because that's what everybody wants to know. And it's, it's income planning. So for me, it's simple. Know your retirement number. When you come in and we sit down with people, rerun you through the simplicity income planning process. And at the end of it, we have a very specific number. And that number is the rate of return you need to earn on your investments going forward so you don't run out of money. And that's critical to know that. You need to know if you can withstand a withdrawal rate for X amount of years. So some people say, I'm going to withdraw 6%. Well, if you're going to withdraw 6%, the odds are probably against you that you're going to you know, make it 20, 30 years without running out of money. So know your retirement number going in there so you can have a, a good idea of how much you can withdraw from your savings each year so you don't run out of money. And that's critical going in. And that's a critical portion of the planning process when we sit down with people and we go through that. Don't guess. Don't think. You, you need to know that number and you need to know it before going into retirement just in case we need to tweak some things and you know get you in line with your retirement and get you in line with creating a good income plan that gets you to and through retirement. All good stuff on today's show. And if you have questions about putting together your own financial plan, please reach out to Kevin Ray. Have that conversation about what you need to do to improve your situation, how you can get to and through retirement with more clarity and peace of mind. It all starts with the planning process. And if you'd like to set up time to visit, you can do so locally in the office in Pinconning or Saginaw, or just start the conversation over the phone as well. Dial 888-885-PLAN to secure your spot to meet with Kevin in the near future. That's 888-885-7526. We're talking about the questions that you didn't even know you needed to ask in retirement. And another one, Kevin, is should I still have life insurance when I'm retired? A lot of people just already have an assumption that they don't need life insurance anymore in retirement, but this is a question they need to ask. It is. You know, very often, Walter, you remind me of my mother because you're the only other person on my mother who called me Kevin Ray. So sometimes I feel like I'm in trouble with you. <laughs> that's 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 pretty funny. Uh, nobody else does the full name, I'm guessing, right? No, no. Yeah. So, or do but, they, or do people call you Bob? And I just have never known this. No, no they don't call me Bob either. <laughs> okay, so, gotcha. yeah. But life insurance when you're retired, like you said, most people say, well, "I don't really need life insurance." So, what are some of the life insurance uses that are out there for people who retired? Well, I've had clients who've had old life insurance that's, uh, you know, maybe they bought it 20, 30 years ago, even further back, their parents may have bought it for them. And they say, the exact question just comes up. I really don't need this life insurance. What could I, what could I use it for? Well, you know, you could take an income from it if you, if you wanted to, or some people, they're, what they're going to do is they're going to roll that over into another life insurance. It's called 1035 tax-free exchange. And they're going to buy what's called the hybrid life insurance policy. What they're going to do for that is they're going to use it for long-term care insurance down the road. So if you have old life insurance policies and you're thinking about that, look into the avenues that you have available to you that maybe will enhance your retirement, such as taking an income or taking care of some kind of long-term care expenses down the road. 
What about burial expenses? You know, some people have uh, an older policy like we've been talking about, and that could be used for burial. Legacy planning. Um, If you have RMDs, this is a big one, Walter. We talk to people about this all the time. If you have a 401k or IRA or 403b or 457 at age 72, now you have to take what's called an RMD, and that's a required minimum distribution. And some people say they don't need that RMD, they don't want that RMD, they want to just leave it to their kids. So what do you do? Well, you can take that RMD and you could purchase life insurance to leave for a legacy for your kids. So what you're doing is you're taking taxable dollars that you're forced to take out of your IRA and you're buying tax-free dollars. And you're usually leveraging that money. So let's say you put a dollar in, you get two or three dollars tax-free for the kids. And that helps out a lot in legacy planning. And one other thing, is that if your spouse passes away, that could help create an income for them too if there's going to be a big shortfall because of maybe you took a lump sum pension, maybe you took you know the pension that when you're gone, your spouse doesn't get in any of that pension. There's lots of places in retirees' plans that life insurance will come in handy and will work for them. So don't necessarily think life insurance is a bad thing because it isn't. There's a lot of planning that can be done with those. All right, these questions that you didn't know to ask, another good one to uh, to write down, keep in the back of your mind, is to start thinking about medical coverage. And don't just think, okay, Medicare, and that's the end of the story. What kind of medical coverage are you going to need over and above Medicare is the question you should be asking. Right, and then the answer is, I always tell, it's pretty much a standard answer for me, buy the best that you can afford. Because we're getting older and Medicare doesn't cover everything. Medicare typically is going to cover A and B and and there's C and there's D and there's all these things that they don't pick up everything. So people are going to need a Medicare supplement in most cases to cover those unforeseen or those gaps that they call them. So when you're looking at that, you're getting older, the likelihood of you needing more health insurance, more health care is probably going to be going up on a yearly basis. So what I tell people is buy the best that you can afford. And sometimes um, it's going to be the best plan out there. Sometimes it's going to be the mediocre plan, but you need to buy the best that you can afford because there is no tomorrow. None of us are guaranteed it tomorrow. You don't know what's coming tomorrow, but if something pops up unexpectedly, you're going to need that insurance put in place and you're going to need it to help fill those gaps that Medicare is not going to cover. And you need to do that. And going into retirement before you hit 65, you should sit down and you should talk to somebody about the Medicare and about the Medicare supplements and all those things. So you have a very good idea before you go in. Because once you turn 65, everything's open to you and you want to make sure you pick the best thing that makes sense in your particular situation. All right, last but not least, Kevin, what am I getting for the fees that I'm paying? We're talking about value as the final question you should be asking about. Well, hopefully you're getting a well-built, easy to understand income plan. You're getting regular visits with your financial advisor. You're tweaking your plan as you go along. And as you age, you, you know, your legacy plans may change. Things may change going forward each and every year. Walter, when you have, let's say you have um, a half a million dollars saved for retirement. And in today's environment, we invest at X, let's call it X way. Do you think that those dollars are going to be invested the same way, say, five, 10 years down the road? Mm, probably not. 
No, probably not, right? They're like, think of them as your favorite sports team, the players. The players are always changing. And these things are going to change probably into the future. So you need to tweak and adjust your plan going forward. So if you're paying fees, all of this should be encompassed in there. You should have a well, like I said, a well-built, easy to understand plan that you know how your income is going to be generated going to and through retirement so you don't run out of money. You need to know if I have a a nursing home issue going down the road, can I withstand that type of hit to my portfolio? Am I going to, is my plan, is it put together in such a way that I'm paying the least amount of taxes? All of those things come into play when you're paying fees. That's what we do. That's advisors. We are paid typically by fees or commissions, and we need to put your best interest First, if you're a fiduciary like I am, you need to be a fiduciary, talk to a fiduciary to make sure that these things are being done for you. So the planning is the big part, constant communication, tweaking of your portfolio, looking for the unforeseen, unknowable events that maybe you don't know, but as advisors we see on a daily basis that maybe we can help you plan to do those types of things. So make sure that you have all of those things put in place. And if you're paying fees or commissions and you're not getting this, you need to look elsewhere and you need to talk to somebody that is doing these types of things to keep your uh, best interest at heart. Well, if you'd like to set up that time to meet with Kevin to talk a little bit more about these questions that you need to ask, even if you didn't know that you needed to ask them, and also all the common stuff, too, that we cover each and every week here on the show as well, making sure that you have that full 360-degree view of everything going on inside your portfolio and your financial plan. It all starts with a conversation with Kevin at Insight Folios, serving you throughout the Tri-City area with offices in Pinconning and Saginaw. Set up your time to visit by calling 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Kevin will provide for you a complimentary financial review to talk about your plan, see where you stand, and start discussing options of where you need to go in the future to have that more secure and better financial plan in place for your particular situation. No cookie-cutter plans. We don't want any of those. Everything gets customized to your unique needs and goals as you approach and get into retirement. So whether you are nearing retirement in the next year or so or still five, ten years out, now's a great time, no matter where you are on that spectrum, to make sure that you are in good shape for your retirement goals. Call 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526 to set up your time to visit now. 888-885-PLAN. More coming up on today's show. Stay right there. This is Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. No need to complicate it. This is Simply Financial. Thanks for joining us on Simply Financial today. Walter Storholt here with Kevin Ray, financial coach at Insight Folios, serving you in the Tri-City area with offices in Pinconning and Saginaw as well. You can find Kevin online at insightfolios.com. That's insightfolios.com. And uh, shoot Kevin an email anytime, kevin at insightfolios.com. Pretty easy to remember and uh, reach out if you have any questions as we go through the show today. Kevin, I know that you've worked with people who have uh, unfortunately lost their spouse, and they come to you wanting to be sure that they're in good shape financially. And it brings up, I think, a good conversation to spend a few minutes on on today's program. We're going to talk about some of these family matters that get discussed in such situations. What are some of the problems that you see for people that are, you know, in the in this category and, and go through something like the, the loss of a loved one? Sure. Um, well, there's a few things that come up, but typically the biggest problem that we're, we're going to run across is one person in the family 
takes charge of their finances. So let's just say in this particular instance, it's it's the wife. And then the wife passes, and then the husband really has no clue of what's going on, where everything's at. So if that is you, when we, when we first meet with people, sometimes that's a big, big issue because you're lost. You don't know where to go. You don't know where to turn. Um, so make sure it, that you're getting involved with your own finances and don't let one, you know, one spouse or the other take charge in that. You both need to be involved in what's going on into your financial future. A couple of things are going to come up if one spouse dies. Maybe we're going to have an income gap. What do I mean by that? You're going to have a shortfall in income. We plan for that all the time in our in our simplicity um, process. One Social Security is definitely going to go away. And if your spouse has a pension and they took the life only option, that pension goes away too. So if you have that shortfall, you need to sit down. You need to plan for it now. How are you going to adjust for that shortfall if one of you? one spouse does pass away. Here's another thing that comes into into play. You are a joint filer on your taxes. You've got, you know, a bigger um, tax deduction maybe. You you can, you know, your standard deduction is close to 25,000. If you're now a single filer, your standard deduction is going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of, you know, 125. So you're going to possibly pay more in taxes. So how is that going to be handled at the death of one spouse? So maybe you still need the same amount of income or just about, but you're going to be in a higher tax bracket, meaning you're going to be forced to take out more in income because your taxes may be higher. So that needs to be planned for. And like I said before, who does your spouse going to turn to for financial answers? We had a couple come in, uh, Walter, it was probably about a year ago. And it dawned on me after he's, he's asking me questions, very, very, he's done an excellent job at sitting down, putting his income plan together. He understood everything. And I said, you know, I don't know what I can do to help you. you you've, you've got a really good handle on this. I think you're doing good. And it finally dawned on me, he's interviewing me in case something happens to him. So he wants his spouse to be empowered in order to make good financial decisions going forward. And that's one question that needs to be answered. Who does your spouse turn to for financial answers when you are gone, if you're the primary spouse handling most of the finances? That's critical. So if that's you and you're doing a great job, you start. You still need to interview advisors to help your spouse and somebody you feel comfortable with going forward if you're not here to help that spouse make financial decisions. It's such an interesting, um, you know, an interesting dilemma to have when that income gap pops up and it's an immediate issue and an immediate problem. But I'm curious, can you solve for that income gap problem in advance before this crisis moment hits? You can. And we just had a couple in yesterday. They were um, wanting to retire and they had this, you know, they had the pension option. Do you put your spouse on so something happens to you so that your spouse receives the pensions? And we said, well, yes, of course we have to do that. And if you look at the pension amounts now, so there's something that's called a straight life, meaning that straight life pension, why would people take that? Because it's going to be a higher dollar amount monthly, but typically it's not going to be that much higher. Meaning if you take the life only pension, you get a pension for one month, God forbid you get in a car accident and you pass away, that pension stops. Your spouse is out of of that pension. So in this particular planning, we want to sit down. What are your options? Most of the time, you're going to have 100% joint survivor, meaning that you're going to get a reduced amount from that life payout. But if something happens to you, your spouse is going to get 100% of whatever you're receiving, or maybe it's 50% or 75%. So those things have to be put in place. Life insurance. If you're going to take that life-only option, 
You're gambling that you're going to live a long time. So what if you don't? Life insurance is going to come into play. So if, if we, it's called taking care of your spouse when you are gone. The life insurance will do that. When you walk out on life, life insurance is going to walk in on, on life with a tax-free benefit. And that will take care of that spouse in the case that you took the life-only option of that pension. So we need to, you know, to look at income planning for her or him in this particular case. And life insurance is a big way to do that. And the income plan that sits down and we can put in our simplicity process that says, typically it goes like this, Walter. The wife usually is going to have the husband pass off earlier than the wife because that's usually what happens. So let's say that you say um, your spouse is going to be gone at 75. We can put that in the plan and we can see how it's going to affect your plan overall. Do you have enough assets saved to take care of that spouse for the rest of their lives? So all of those things can be sit down and addressed in advance. And the key strategy here is for you to sit down and address those. Don't wish, don't hope, sit down and go across those options to see how they're going to help you going forward into retirement. We're talking with Kevin Ray here on Simply Financial, local financial coach in the Tri-City area with an office in Pinconning and Saginaw as well about things to consider when you when you lose a spouse, some of these family matters that you need to make sure you're going over. And so, Kevin, once we know the remaining spouse is taken care of, when we've done that advanced planning, or whether it happens during the crisis, we can start focusing on taking care of other family members as well. And that becomes a big goal of folks. They want to make sure that the kids and even the grandkids are looked after. Are there any common mistakes that you see as people kind of shift their attention there? There is. Let me ask you this, Walter. I'm going I'm to involve you more in this show than past shows. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, what do you think the biggest asset is that people leave to their kids? Probably the house. The house is one, yep. Or they're the, like the 401k. 401k, or, yep. Yeah. 401k IRA. So is that 401k IRA, they changed the law here recently, a couple of years back. It used to be you could do something called a stretch IRA. The kids could take that amount that's left to them and stretch it over their lifetime. They'd have to take a minimum distribution. So let's give you an example. If you inherited an IRA and you were 40 years old, the IRS at that time said you had 43.6 years to liquidate that account. So you had 43.6 years, so if it was a million dollars, divide that by 43.6, you had to take that out each and every year. Well, guess what? The rules have changed. The IRS now says you have to liquidate that same million dollar account over a 10-year period. Now, you don't have to do it each and every year, but by the end of the 10th year, that's got to be gone. So what could that do? That could leave your kids a huge, what we call a tax time bomb. I mean, there's taxes involved in it. 100% of that account, if it's a traditional 401k or IRA, is taxable. So we have to plan for that. Do we? How do we plan for that? Well, how much taxes are going to be due? Is there ways to plan for it? And there is. There is. And the next best thing to do is start communicating your plans in advance. We had a, we had a lady come into our office and her father left her a sizable amount of money but he didn't want to communicate plans in advance. And now we're left up, you know, we're left in the air. What did he want you really to do with this? He said, I want to help you take care of your brothers and sisters, maybe some grandkids. Didn't leave anything in advance. Didn't write anything down. So it's, you know, it's kind of a guessing game now is what, what's going to happen with some of that money. And now it's all in the shoulders of his daughter to do this. And she's worried to death that she's not following through on her on her father's wishes because he never wrote anything down. He just said things here and there. So if this is you, start communicating your plans 
in advance. Don't assume that your kids know what's going to happen. Make sure you, you do that. Update your beneficiary designations too. If you've had children, maybe they've remarried, or you had grandchildren, new grandchildren, you want to include them, you want to update those beneficiary designations so that your hard-earned dollars go down the way that you want. And kids, in most times, that are not, you know, they're not prepared to responsibly handle the wealth that you've created over your lifetime that they're going to inherit. It just doesn't happen most of the time. They're left all of a sudden with maybe a half a million dollars and they've never seen that kind of money. They're at a, you know, what do I do with this money? And sometimes, you know, they're going to blow it. Sometimes they're going to prepare. You want to have that discussion ahead of time. And if you think that your kids maybe are ill-prepared, maybe this is a good idea to start looking at trust. Maybe you talk to an estate planning attorney to put in writing what can happen, how much your kids can receive, how much you want that to you know to pass on down to grandkids and all those types of questions a lot of planning here walter just because you're gone doesn't mean that the planning ends it means that there's planning for somebody else to take care of don't leave it up to them tell them in advance what you want done so that your wishes are carried forward after you are gone we're talking with kevin ray if you have any questions by the way feel free to reach out the number is 888-885-PLAN that's 888 888- 885-7526. Last but not least, Kevin, maybe to uh, wrap up this this portion of our conversation, you know, we get a lot of questions about trusts and whether they're a good idea for preserving family wealth, or people wonder if they're even the type of person who needs a trust. There's a lot of assumptions and misconceptions about that. What's your take on the trust side of this whole conversation? Well, trusts aren't as popular as they used to be because the estate tax is down, but there are good uses for those. And let me give you an example. When Elvis Presley died, Walter, I think we said this a couple of times, but how much was his estate worth? Oh, I can't remember the exact number, but uh, supposed about, to about 10 million. Millions, right? Yeah. Yep, okay, 10 million. million. How do I know that? Well, he had a will. Will's public information. When Frank Sinatra died, how much was his estate worth? More than that? A lot more than that, but nobody will know because a trust is private. Ah, okay. So see, there's there's a major difference. Now, a trust, anything that goes through the will is going to go through. Now, remember, I'm not an attorney, so talk to an attorney, but is going to go through probate. Anything that goes through a trust is going to avoid probate. So there's certain things that people will do. If you have a second marriage, maybe you have you know two different sets of of children you know from the from the first marriage on either side and you want things divided certain ways a trust is going to help you certainly do that if you have let's say you bought a lot of stock in dow chemical and you want to pass it down to a kids a, a trust will help you do that because it's called step up and basis your kids are going to receive it if it passes through the trust on that your home the same way if you have land the same way if you have you know let's say you have three children and one child for whatever reason just can't seem to get it together and you're worried that after you're gone that you may enable them to do certain things that you don't want them a trust will help you do that too you can put language inside that trust to say that this particular child we're going to control after you're gone what that this child can and cannot access in in your estate so there's lots of things that trusts will do Powers of attorney typically are going to come in trust too. You know, health power of attorney, financial power of attorney. Everybody needs those. So whether or not that you need one is we don't know now, but it's a good idea 
for looking into because you can preserve some family wealth in some in some uh, cases. Some cases it's going to be planned when you're gone. You want to help that kid you, or your children. You don't want to enable them to continue down that wrong path. And there's just lots of good things for trust that will come into play. And occasionally we'll, we'll sit down with a state planning attorney. You know, I have one in my, in my office that will go over this stuff. Does it make sense for them? And sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. It's on an individual basis. But there are a lot of uses for a trust, and you at least need to have that discussion. Does it make sense in my particular case? So much of financial planning comes down to control. And you can either let the movements of the market, the news of the world, and the decisions of the government to push your plan around and control you and control your money and sort of just be, you know, a flag in the wind pointing in whatever direction those outside forces are are taking you. And some people are okay with that. But if you are someone that likes to have control of your money, of your dollars, you want to give those dollars a purpose and want to make sure that they're working for you as you approach and get into retirement, uh, then planning is the way to go. That's going to help you maintain that control over all these different matters that we've talked about on today's show. And it's not a difficult process. It just takes conversation. It takes planning. It takes uh, just looking at everything that's going on and then making the right decisions from there. And you have a guide. You have somebody that can help you along the way here locally in Pinconning and Saginaw offices in both locations for Kevin Ray. If you'd like to inquire and talk a little bit more about what a plan would look like, what is involved in a financial review. Kevin can run you through all of that and give you some good expectations for how a plan and a review gets customized for your situation, because that's really, really important. If you want to get a complimentary review, here's how you do it. It's very easy. Pick up the phone, give a call, 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7500. 26. If you get the voicemail, just leave a quick message. You're really just calling to express your interest in meeting. You don't have to have statements and uh, figures and those kinds of things all pulled together at this exact moment. Just have a ballpark idea of, uh, yeah, I, I want to retire. Maybe around, uh, you know, sometime in this date. I'm, I'm X amount of years away from retirement. Here's a little bit about my situation, what it looks like, and, uh, you know, c- can I be helped? Uh, what are some things that we can start talking about? Kevin's going to look at all those details with you uh, with a microscope or a telescope, whichever one you choose, whatever view or lens we need to put the plan in, right, Kevin? That's right. And uh, walk you through all of these important conversations. So again, it's not a painful process, but it's one that takes a little bit of time, a little bit of energy, and uh, just a little bit of conversation. And so if you'd like to begin that conversation today, if now's the right time for you, give a call. 888-885-PLAN is the number. That's 888-885-7526. All right, more coming up on today's show. This is Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. It's getting to know you time. Well, it's time to get to know Kevin Ray a little bit better on today's show. All right, Kevin, you got a smartphone, right? I do. All right. What I think app? it's dumb sometimes. It's, it's, it's kind of dumb, but, uh, but, but smart enough for this uh, question at least. What app on your phone do you use the most? Ooh. Well, I have to say here recently, it's been something called Pocket Cast. Pocket Cast. That's a podcast. uh, It's it's a podcast. Yeah. I like to listen to uh, certain, you know, I like to listen to Our American Stories on that. I'd like to listen to Mike Mike Rowe, the Mobituaries, one called Stories. It's about, you know, religion and those types of things. So I'm traveling a lot, it seems like. So I'll usually download one or two on that and I'll listen to it when wherever I'm traveling. So Pocket Cast has been my go-to lately. 
And then uh, I can't, I'd have to go back further. Oh, Skyview was another one. You know, I like to go outside at night and see the stars in the Skyview. If you put it on your phone, you can point it towards the sky. And it'll tell you where the Big Dipper is, Little Dipper. Where oh, the that's are. cool. I didn't it's, know about that one. It's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool app. So we'll go outside and we'll do that. I amazed Dan. You know Dan. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that one time we're out in Montana. He was pointing at the stars and he says, well, I wonder what that is. And I just pulled out my little app. That's what it is. So I think all of our group from that goes, our fishing group has that on their phone now too. So those are two that I use quite often. That's pretty cool. I did not know about the Skyview one, so I'm going to have to check that one out. That's pretty cool. I think I probably use the the Nest app to control our uh, air conditioning and heat in the house. That's probably my most used because Connie and I like the house at very different temperatures. So we are constantly battling over uh, setting the temperature. So I'm pretty much always opening that up and uh, tweaking the temperatures because we're (laughs) in that battle. I'll turn it down to 68 and then a couple minutes later I'll open it up and it's back to 75 and then I'll turn it back to 68. It's probably not very good for the HVAC system, but... No, so you're like my mom and dad. My mom wanted air conditioning. She got it. My dad would sit on the porch because he was freezing. My mom was always hot. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And she was inside. And, and this is funny because they built a porch. My mom wanted a porch because she always wanted one, so they built it. But she didn't use it as much as my dad did. My dad didn't want it because now he enjoys it, and he sits out there because he loves the heat. So That's too funny. Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty much us. So uh, One is bundled up, and the other one's in shorts and a T-shirt. Uh, that's pretty much how it goes. So. Pretty funny. Uh, that's probably the one I use the most, though. But I'm going to definitely have to check out that Skyview app. That'll be pretty cool to check it is, out. It is. There's, there's actually a couple months there. It's pretty cool. Neat. Well, there you have it. Getting to know Kevin Ray a little bit better. We'll get back to the financial talk before we wrap things up for the week. Coming up here on Simply Financial. What if we told you there was a simpler way to invest? Excellent. Well, that's what we thought. Thanks for joining us today on Simply Financial. Walter Storholt with Kevin Ray. Kevin is your financial coach at Insight Folios. And before we run off for the week, we want to answer one of your questions. And you can submit a question to be featured on a future show by emailing Kevin, kevin at insightfolios.com. And just put the word mailbag in the subject line if you'd like it to be featured on the show. And we have a question here from Ted. Ted says, I'm extremely ready to retire. Extremely is in all caps, by the way. Uh, but I won't be old enough for Medicare for another 13 months. Should I just stick it out until then? Wow, Ted. Extremely uh, ready to retire. Extremely in all caps. (laughs) (laughs) I've gotten this question, I bet you, five times in the last month or two. And the answer is, you don't know because you don't, I'm assuming you don't have a plan. But if it's for 13 months, you can pick up health insurance through the healthcare exchange, probably COBRA through your work. Those types of things. The question is to you, can you afford to do it for 13 months? And how do you find that out? You sit down, you put that together, that income plan, and you go plan for that uh, 13 months of income. And getting ready to retire, Ted, if that's one of your main goals, I always tell people there is no tomorrow. So enjoy today while you can. And let's sit down, let's sit down and talk about whether you can afford that 13 months and how it affects your income plan going forward and if it is a big deal we will tell you if it isn't a big deal we'll tell you but what's the worst case scenario for you if you come in and you sit down and you start going through that process you have to work another 13 months that's not such a bad deal but the, the best thing could be you can retire the next day so let's sit down let's figure that out for you and let's go forward and don't guess let's know going into retirement 
That's the amazing thing. When people start getting that close to retirement, they still sometimes are hesitant to come in and review their situation because sometimes they're afraid of what the answer in the news is going to be. And then all of a sudden you actually go through the review and more times than not, you get better news than you were expecting. People are often in a much better position than they think they are. And then all of a sudden it's just like, whoa, are you serious? Like I could literally retire tomorrow? And just imagine how life-changing and empowering that can be when you know what your plan is. I know my dad has gone through that as he's planned for, uh, they finally, you know, got into retirement planning after assuming he'd never be able to retire. He's now got the date and he's counting it down by like the day. I I check in with him every once in a while and I'm like, how, how long? And he's like, uh, you know, two years, two months, 13 days and four (laughs) hours, you know, like he's got the countdown clock going. Once you got a plan and I can't tell you, it's over. And it feeds him. He's so pumped and it feeds him, you know, makes work more fun. You know, and then it's it's most of the time I'd say ninety plus percent of the time people are a lot better off than what they thought when they come in. So it's not nearly as bad as people think. Yep, absolutely. Well, uh, there you have it. Hopefully that helps you out there, Ted. Come in for a review, get your situation looked at in detail, and you can get those answers. That goes for anybody who has questions about their financial life, financial planning, retirement. Kevin can help answer all those questions and bring clarity to a situation that may have a lot of question marks around it and turn those questions into answers. Reach out by calling 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. If you get the voicemail, leave a quick message. Kevin will be able to get back in touch with you and set up that time to visit. 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Kevin, it's a pleasure as always to be with you, and we'll look forward to chatting again next week. Stay cool, Walter. All right, will do. That's Kevin Ray. I'm Walter Storholt. We'll see you next time on Simply Financial. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered through Insight Folios, Inc., a registered investment advisor. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Insurance products and services are offered through individually licensed and appointed agents in various jurisdictions. Insight Folios, Inc. does not offer legal or tax advice. Kevin Ray is an investment advisor representative of Insight Folios, Inc.